G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. You might be heartened uh, that uh, a number of state governments are applying some common sense to the use of what is known as the Safe Schools Coalition Program. Well, the problem with the program is that it considered, uh, it's considered to be an anti-bullying program, uh, but it's described more as a propaganda program to promote the LGBTI agenda and normalise homosexual behaviour among children. Well, there's some more emerging news, uh, this time from South Australia, where the state government there has decided to discontinue funding at the end of this financial year. Ashley Saunders, welcome along to 2020. Oh, good morning, uh, Neil, and good morning, listeners. Ashley, this is a significant development and uh, hot on the heels of some other state governments deciding to be a little intentional about their uh, withdrawing of funding for the Safe Schools program. Yes, it is heartening and it is, uh, it is a good start, but we need to recognise it's only a start. So let's do two things, perhaps. Let's first of all give credit to the South Australian government for responding to the legitimate concerns of parents and many groups. And let's also... Um, urge that they will go even further. On the first point, uh, it is good to see that what they're planning to do is to develop a program um, that will will focus more on teacher education and teacher training than on classroom activities. They will also make it uh, optional for schools to participate or not to participate. And they're also proposing that if the school proposes to participate, that uh, parents must give their consent for their children to be involved. So on those things, we say, well done. We also need to recognise, however, that it's only a good start because of a number of reasons. One is that, it, that, that it's still focused on the bullying that's connected to LGBTIQ issues, and all of the research indicates that those issues are not even in the top five or six of the reasons for which children get bullied at school. Family Voice stands against all bullying bullying for any purpose and in any kind. And the top reasons that children are bullied at school include that you're too bright or that you're not bright enough or you're too high or you're too short um, or you're overweight or you're underweight uh, or you can't perform at sports and that your hair colour's red. They're the top reasons that the research indicates that children are bullied and we need to have a program that's genuinely aimed at anti-bullying across the board. Ashley, how significant is it though? It it does seem to be a very positive and healthy shift uh, to take uh, the attention away from this being a classroom program and actually training teachers. Uh, It would seem to me that that would be a, a wise move. It seems to be common sense. It's very wise. It is common sense. And uh, we're delighted as an organisation, and I think parents uh, across South Australia will be delighted to see that shift of emphasis combined with the importance of parental consent. But we need to recognise that in Victoria, um, you know, the Andrews government in Victoria continues to believe that safe schools is uh, mandatory for all state schools. 
Uh, the Western Australian government, elected just a month or so ago, uh, went to the election on a platform of them funding the SCAFE Schools program. And so, yep, some good news in South Australia, a good start in South Australia. We need to congratulate the South Australian government for taking that step. We need to urge them to go further and we need to also keep the pressure on other state governments. Ashley, is there any similarity that you're aware of of what South Australia is intending to do uh, with some of the plans from New South Wales? Uh, and I think it's Tasmania too that's also wound back uh, or is planning to wind back funding for this sort of program. Is there, are there similarities between what the states are doing? Oh, there's some similarities and some differences. One of the things that the, uh, the South Australian state government has done is that they're going to partner with um, a sexual health organisation here in South Australia to uh, develop that program. Uh, I'm not sure um, with whom the state governments in New South Wales and Tasmania will be partnering, if, if anybody. Um, so certainly the idea that you can address bullying more generally, the idea that you uh, you, you need to get some more objective um, input into the program, the idea that you, you should change the emphasis from classroom activities and what I would call the indoctrination of children to training teachers, they're, they're all good things. And uh, I think you'll find some commonalities um, amongst the states uh, of New South Wales, Tasmania and South Australia in those areas. Ashley, there's always questions over who gets to have a say when there is a reformulated, redeveloped program. Uh, is there any sense in which uh, you'll be making some submissions to how that program might unfold and the sorts of things that might be in included in a new uh, anti-bullying program? Uh, certainly in the South Australian model, we're keeping an eye on whether um, input from the public is being sought. There's no indication at the moment um, that uh, input from, from the public or from specific organisations outside of the government and Shine South Australia, the, the sexual health organisation that the government will be partnering with. There's no indication at this stage that they'll be seeking submissions generally, but uh, certainly will be very active um, if submissions are sought uh, in, uh, in putting forward um, the views that we think represent the concerns of um, parents across the state. And, of course, uh, while we're talking about South Australia and uh, in the same breath mentioning New South Wales and Tasmania, that still leaves other states like Victoria and Western Australia, uh, the territories, uh, Queensland. Uh, are there any breakthroughs on the horizon that you can see with regard to uh, those states uh, pushing the uh, safe schools agenda? Uh, not that we're aware of. Certainly in Queensland, the state government has said that... Um that, that it's uh, it's an optional activity for schools and uh, and certainly the uh, the state school um, in Queensland that uh, my two of my children were enrolled in last year um, that wasn't a school that uh, had anything to do with the program um, and and so certainly it's a much uh, it's much lower on the horizon much lower on the agenda in states like Queensland um, but um, I'm not aware of what their plans are for once the federal funding um, expires at the end of June. Ashley, on a, another issue, uh, back into the spotlight again overnight and yesterday, Cardinal George Pell, uh, some more allegations, and I guess it's never too late to raise new allegations if there's new evidence. Uh, any thoughts on uh, the latest uh, news that uh, he may be charged over some allegations of the past times? Uh, perhaps going back over my experience, uh, as a practising solicitor in New South Wales for 19 years, um, over the course of that time, I acted for 
people who were victims of child sex abuse and I also acted for uh, a number of people who were charged with those offences, some of whom were, were found guilty, some of whom pleaded guilty and some of whom were found not guilty. And certainly from my experience um, as a solicitor in those types of cases, um, it is really a, a, a horrendous circumstance and it's horrendous for everyone to go through. And, uh, and so the first comment that I would make to any of your listeners um, who are victims of child sexual abuse or who are relatives of victims of child sexual abuse is to um, express um, as much compassion as I possibly can from a distance. Uh, it really is a horrendous thing. Um, we need to ensure, whether it's Cardinal Pell or whether it's anybody else, we need to ensure that uh, judicial process is allowed to happen. We need to ensure that um, the presumption of innocence, which we all enjoy, is applied to a high-profile person um, and to a low-profile person. We need to ensure that the procedures prevail. And uh, I would simply urge that, uh, that people um, continue to pray for the process and continue to pray for those involved in the process and that there won't be trial by media, that there won't be trial by public opinion, um, that if charges are to be laid, that we simply allow the judicial process to take its course. Of course, Victoria Police reported in the media today uh, saying that they're going to take time to consider whether the charges are laid after receiving final advice from the state's director of public prosecutions about the allegations. Uh, in one sense, uh, these sorts of things will have been raked over many times and Cardinal Pell has been uh, in the dock and uh, under intense pressure of questioning and uh, and there's nothing's been nothing's none of the mud has stuck uh, so you might assume that uh, that uh, if there were uh, relevant allegations that uh, that those sorts of things might have come to the fore uh, earlier than this uh, any thoughts on on the the time and the uh, you know back to the dock again uh, for more questioning uh, this is oh. happening time and time and again for the uh, for the cardinal the, the, the process, let me talk more generally rather than specifically about that case. The, the process is exhaustive for some good reasons and it can be frustrating to people who make allegations um, if charges are not laid quickly. It can be frustrating for the people against whom allegations are made um, if charges are not laid. And I want you to, I want you to imagine that you know, some, char some allegations have been made uh, against you or me and... Um, but we're never charged and we never therefore have our opportunity to, uh, to allow the court to, to find us not guilty. Um, it can be a very frustrating process for everybody. I would simply urge that, uh, that we allow the processes to take place. Uh, one of the things that directors of public prosecutions need to consider is uh, the likelihood of, um, of success. Um, they need to, uh, across the state, across the nation, whatever state the director of public prosecutions is in, needs to consider the evidence, needs to consider whether or not it's likely uh, to succeed, needs to even look at um, how strong um, the, the um, alleged victims might be in giving the evidence that they give. There's, it really is a complicated procedure, um, and uh, my heart goes out to all of those who are involved uh, in that process. I simply urge that um, if charges are to be laid, that uh, we would allow Cardinal Pell to act with the presumption of innocence, that if charges are not laid, uh, that we allow the matter to, to rest 
uh, rather than for it to be hauled up every now and then. Of course, his response is that he'll cooperate fully and uh, it would appear that he has done so in those previous uh, times when there have been allegations. Uh, There's some commentary that suggests that he would in fact want to return to Australia to mount a vigorous defence if there are charges. Uh, There are some commentators who are suggesting because there is no uh, special treaty between the Vatican and Australia that somehow or other he might decide to stay in the Vatican. But it would appear to me uh, that if there was a charge laid that he'd be back here like a shot to defend himself. Um, I've read those views and uh, certainly I can simply say that if it was me, um, I'd be wanting to make sure that um, um, I gave myself the opportunity of uh, of defending the allegations. Um, Cardinal Pell maintains his innocence. Uh, Cardinal Pell uh, maintains that uh, whether it's allegations against him personally or allegations that uh, in a position of leadership he covered up other other um, uh, uh, offences, uh, he consistently has said that um, that those things didn't happen. And um, certainly, if it was in if if I was the person, I'd be wanting to uh, race back to Australia and clear my name. Well, Ashley Saunders, always good getting your insights into these issues as they are unfolding and uh, always appreciate you. Uh, I point people to the Family Voice Australia website, fava.org.au. Ashley Saunders, uh, enjoy our updates on a Thursday and uh, look forward to our next opportunity to talk. Thanks for being with us again on 2020. Uh, You're welcome. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.